Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm Bill Little with my friend Alfonso Rachel, and this is the show where we talk about things kind of behind the politics. Uh, many of you don't know this, but uh, Zoe doesn't have any idea what I'm going to ask him about. Uh, he just sits in the chair happy and uh, hasn't got the faintest idea what's coming. I usually don't know what's coming until I pretty much walk in the room. Uh, Zoe, I learned something about this particular strange line of work that, that we're in uh a while ago. And what I learned was that this is not about so much insight or opinions or information or anything. Fundamentally, uh, the, the product, at least here, is, is just honesty. It's transparency. It's talking about uh, things that people might be feeling, no matter how difficult they might be, and that that willingness, that kind of courage just to go at these things has really made a difference in a lot of people's lives. So I'm sorry to ambush you with all of this, but I got to tell you, man, uh, I am really feeling trapped and poisoned. Uh, those are the two words that, that come to mind for me. Uh, I look at what's happening out there in the world and and I feel like it's poisoning my spirit. I I don't, I just, I don't know. I, 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 have a, I have a very hard time feeling happy about anything. It's not just me being in a down mood. This is a long-term, ongoing thing where I feel like I'm trying to filter all this stuff and try and find some sort of positive take on it. And, and I find that I don't have uh, much confidence in, in the future a lot. And mostly I just feel like I'm, I'm just, kind of trapped. Like, the faster I run, the further behind I get. Uh, this entire company, we don't sell shoes here, you know. We sell uh, me talking with you or Steve or Scott. I get emails from people who, you know, uh, whose memberships have decided to cancel because I'm not doing the shows that I used to do or, or Stratosphere Lounge didn't come out this week or uh, whatever. And I feel like I cannot get out of this circle. Uh, my blood pressure, which has always been low, is now getting higher and higher on a daily basis. And I feel like somebody else who I uh, respected. Yeah, I don't have a lot of friends. It's strange enough. I know this sounds just like a giant weepy session, but like I said, we try and tell the truth here. People who I used to work with, people you and I both used to work with, I'm dead to them, and so are you. I don't know if that's ever crossed your mind, you know, but people who we used to be closely associated with uh, at PJTV, gone on, got their own shows, are doing real well, never hear from them. And mostly I just feel like, and this is the hardest part to explain, I feel like somebody else who was in this line of work, who I considered to be a friend, said that, you know, he felt like it was up to him to save this whole thing somehow. That if, that, that if he worked harder or did better, then maybe we could turn this whole thing around. And, uh, and I watched that just consume him. And finally it killed him. And... I kind of feel like I'm in those footsteps right now, 
And here's the worst of it, or the best of it. I kind of feel like it's my... I almost feel like that's that's what I'm... That's it. You know, that's like, that's it. That's what men are supposed to do. They're supposed to work until they drop. And and that's an honorable way to go. That's 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 what that's what this is. It's, I feel like a soldier who's in a trench in World War One, and he's looking at his watch, and it's three minutes till the whistle blows, and then I'm going to go over the top and into those machine guns, and that's my duty. That's 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 what I'm here for. And last time I talked to you, uh, you made me feel a lot better. I'm not asking you to make me feel better here. But I, I just feel like there's there's that, and I and and I'm and I'm there's a lot of things I could have talked about today beside this, and we could have done a show about music or or or, or anything, but I realized no, the only thing I really do that's of real value is is make people feel like they're not alone in all of this stuff. So I know I'm not the only person out there who feels this way. And it's not just about the politics; it's just about the job. I know there's people out there watching this who feel like. I don't know how much longer I can go on like this, but I can't stop. I, I can't. I can't stop. People are depending on me. And that's where I am right now. And that's where I've been for a long time. And I don't know what to do about it. Man, I hear you. Optimism is a... Uh... That's that's a tough gig to maintain, man. And, you know, um, it's not convincing ourselves. It's the truth. We do win in this. It's like, yeah, man, it's it's it, it, and like I like, you know, you, you often says we win. Right. It's like I could see how we're going to win this. And me like looking in the back of the book and and, and spoiler alert, we win. Um, despite that, I just truth, don't think I'm going to be there to see it. Yeah, you know, there's that. I, 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 you know, there's there's a saying, man, it says, you know, the Lord says revenge is mine. But if you're lucky, he'll let you see it. Uh, <laughs> you know, but it's I understand, man, the the feeling of of uh, being trapped. You feel trapped in this. And uh, and one person who can definitely relate to this is, uh, you know, when we sometimes think that we're being like, you know, having a, a pity party or a, a crying session or anything like that. David was one of the hardest hardcore warriors ever. Right. And David's got books, you know, of Psalms lamenting. You know, it's like, man, what is up with this? You know, but the thing that kept him maintaining, the thing that keeps you at this temperature is that God, who is an emotional God, is consistent with his emotions. He's justified in his wrath, wrath and he's justified in his mercy. And he, there's lots of stuff in the Bible that gets on his last flipping nerves. You know, but if we're going to, we understand that he is the sufficiency. His name is Al Shaddai. It means the sufficient one. So when we recognize that, it's one of those things where ain't much that we're dealing with that he hasn't dealt with. And I personally cannot deal with these things on my own, but I rely on the one who can and I draw on his strength to be able to do it. If I'm able to sit here and have a smile on my face, it ain't because I'm ignorant of anything that is like, like you feel like you feel abandoned. We know that the Lord on the cross felt that that was one of among his last words. This is why have you forsaken me? He was he was speaking at the time exactly how he felt. And not only that, speaking of the things that the prophets before him had felt. He, he knows all these things. He knows what it feels like to be the scapegoat, the one who feels like he, who's made to carry these things and take it off into the wilderness and be abandoned with it. He knows what that feels like. He knows what it feels like to be thrown to a ditch by your peers, his own nation, his own countrymen, the people that he came to redeem. 
murdered. I think him. that's what hurts the most, honestly. Yes, I really do. I think I, I think that's what I think that's what stings the most. Yeah, is is watching people who we worked with, who we were. When I say we, I mean you and me. I don't mean the conservative movement. I mean you and me, Alfonso yeah. and Bill together. We worked with with a bunch of people, and and I felt like we were comrades, and I mean that in in the same. I mean like I mean like soldiers. You know, because when you put yourself and your face and your name out in front of this thing, you get shot at and you get shot at from the front all the time. And those I can take. But when you get shot at from the back, mm. those are those are those are painful wounds. And I'm not saying that those people shot at me, but I'm also saying I've seen the support systems that they have, you know, and and I and I don't. I hear you, man. And it's like, it knows when, you know, when you get shot in the back, that exit wound still ends up being through the heart. <laughs> you yeah. know? So it, it, it'll tear your heart apart, you know? And, um, you know, people will ask, you know, like, uh, what ha- and, and, and people, they give you different theories and it's like, they don't, they'll tell you these things. It's like trying to cure the hiccups, like why you're going through this. Like, look, man, you can say uh, as if you haven't tried to do these things to cure the hiccups and trying to tell you things that you don't know. And they haven't even walked a step in your shoes as far as this goes. Um, you know, like, uh, you haven't done this or you haven't done this. Like, actually, yeah. I have. Or when people like say things like, uh, well, why aren't you on rumble? Um, well, actually I've been on rumble for years. And if you're asking me why I'm, I'm not on rumble, it means that you haven't even looked for me there. Right. It's, it's that kind of thing where people seem to know all about what it is that you're going through and, and they really don't. And they don't understand how you may have been targeted and people who will just leave, you know, just they just abandon you and or things like uh, <clears throat> for somehow you don't fit their brand like, oh, well, well, Zoe, we don't listen to your stuff anymore. You know, just like when they say, hey, Zoe, we don't, I mean, uh, Bill, you don't do the stratosphere. And it's like you're trying to please everybody. You can't please everybody. And or to say, Zoe, well, I don't listen because, you know, you talk about God too much and I don't want to hear. God. I just want the red meat politics and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, man, what do you think I base my conservatism on? I base yeah. my conservatism on something internal, not something on, uh, based on a flawed human being, but some, the, the real nitty gritty, the real foundation, real root of it. I understand that some people can't jive with that. But if we're trying to get down to this real root of virtue, well, I have to base it in something, in something that's been here long before me, long before the people who espouse it and long before the people who that people, you know, tend to uh, be fans of in their classical writings. Well, there was something that was here before that that already set the standards for that. So why don't I just go to that? But for some people that doesn't that's still not sufficient despite the Lord saying I am the sufficient one. And those things, those things, you can't help but be hurt by that, you know, because it's like you're trying to tell somebody the truth and, and they're just rejecting. It's like trying to, you know, if you see somebody choking and you're like, look, man, you need some help. And they're like, no, 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 no. And you can't. And, and that's like a real thing. Like, say, for instance, if you work in, the, uh, if I understand correctly, if you work in the medical industry, you can be liable if you offer somebody the Heimlich maneuver and, and they can come back and sue you. What kind of world is this? Right. You know, I, I, there's a there's a true story about some guy. I think it was a, a a pilot who was who who actually, I think it was a pilot. But somebody was trapped in a burning vehicle, and mm. somebody went and cut them out of there, pulled them out, and by pulling this guy out of this burning vehicle, which he would have died in, he somehow injured his hip. So they sued the guy. Yeah, he sued the guy who saved his life. What kind of planet is this? Right. You know, and and we see this more and more and more, and and, and so people will look at this and and they'll say, you know. Look, well, let me just finish this thought. Mm. They'll look at this and they'll say, well, geez, well, just take some time off. You know, you, you, I haven't 
I've been away from the job in since December of 2019, so two years. Just take a couple weeks off. It's like that's not going to do it. It's not a question of how much time I spend here. It's not that. It's it's like it, it's it's I can't take I can't take time away from the world. Now, maybe I can, but I. I don't know, you know, when when you say when you, exactly the kind of thing you're talking about, where somebody's doing the Heimlich maneuver and they get sued because they didn't do it right, and all of this insanity and all of this and venality. We did a, a segment on Right Angle where Obama was sitting there with Bruce Springsteen, and they were talking about they were being interviewed because they're both such renegades, <laughs> and and they showed a clip of Bruce Springsteen from the '70s. Uh, playing with uh, Clarence Clemens. And they said, wow, you had such great chemistry. And Bruce said, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And, and it was, and it was like a, like a reconciliation and a, and a, and a, you know, like a rejuvenation. And Obama said to him, yeah, Bruce, but you know, I mean, you guys were great up on stage and stuff, but I mean, let's face it, most of your audience was white. So they may look at you up there with Clarence Clemens having a good time. But when it came time to, to, you know, go back to the bar, uh, then the N-word comes out, you know? He's basically saying that Bruce Springsteen's fans could groove on Bruce playing with Clarence, but if uh, Clarence Clements were to walk into a bar, then they would look and say, oh, what's that N-word doing here? And this is Barack Obama talking, but fortunately, fortunately, Barack Obama is here because his politics finally were able to examine this in a real light, you know? Hmm. And, and, and not this false kind of sense of camaraderie that, that Bruce and, and Clarence Clements had, but the real thing, now that he's here, he can raise these things up and examine them. Thank God for him. And, and that comment stayed with me for the last three days. And I can't, I cannot let go of how, how evil that is and 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 how and and it's killing me man i hear you know it is it's killing me yeah the 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 inconsistency and the hypocrisy you got obama the evil of it the evil evil of it it's it's like it's like saying no 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 you and you and clarence up there and everybody so look look at these these not a white guy and a black guy these two musicians are really grooving on each other no 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 that's not it at all the people who saw that watched him do that are the same kind of white people that would go into a into a bar, and if it had and if it hadn't been Clarence Clements on stage, it would have just been another N word that walked in there. That just the sheer evilness of it, mm. and 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 now look at me. Now my blood pressure again going through the freaking ceiling, and and I don't know how to get away from this thing, and and I feel like I'm not supposed to get away from it, and and that if it's gonna if it's gonna take us out, then it then that's our job. We're soldiers. That's what soldiers do, and. I don't. I don't know how to get away from that. I don't know how to walk away from. I can't unhear that. You yeah. know. Yeah, and and the sad part of it is, is that while Obama makes it look like it's going to be a bar room full of white people, I can guarantee you, when if if Clarence Thomas is going to walk into a Clemens. bar that is, I did Clemens, that. Sorry, I did Cl- that Clarence, too. Yeah, and Clarence Thomas too. It's going to be the same thing. Of course, of course, same, same thing. thing. That's why. Yeah, I made the same mistake a couple days ago. You know, it's going to be the same thing. Uh, if they walk into a, a bar that's going to be predominantly black people, sad to say, that N word is going to get thrown around way more than if they did into a white bar. Way more. It's the proof is. It's like you walk up like, hey, what's that in word doing here? Right now, they'll go ahead and try to tell you that it's a term of endearment or something like that. Oh, that's just what we call it. That's how we roll. But however, when you get angry at that same black person, you're going to say that N word with just as much hate and vitriol. 
even right. if it's the last word that person hears as you beat them or shoot them down, beat them to death or shoot them down. That's going to be the last word that they hear. So it doesn't matter if it ends with E-R. It doesn't matter if it ends with A-H. It doesn't matter how you spell it. It's going to be the same thing. So these people, right. you got Obama sitting there lying to people. And I, I know, man, it's, it's, it poisons your blood. It makes your blood, it, it almost feels like, can, can I just have something else rather than my blood in me because my blood is exactly. making me feel sick? I, like, I feel like Keith Richards, you know, it's like I've got so much this toxin, yeah. so much poison in my blood. Now I need a 100% blood transfusion and I need to go to a, to, a, to a big house with a rubber room and sit there for six months until I can gain enough strength back to come back and face this stuff. Yes. But it, it's just poisonous. Mm. A- and I don't know how to, I don't know how to, unhear it and i don't know I, I and i don't know what to do about it except talk about it honestly you know and 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 so when i when i think about what i'm doing here right the second like in real time when i think about what i'm doing i just think oh for god's sakes bill put yourself together you know <laughs> and i think that's what people are saying to just just put, just take a day off man put yourself together but i'll tell you what i really feel like man i feel did you see saving private ryan yeah okay so I feel like I feel like Tom Hanks, you know, my one of my best guys just got killed. And now I say, OK, let's get a squad together and bury him. And then I have to walk off behind this rock and, 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 and watch my handshake. And then I have to have this breakdown in private, you know, so that nobody else sees it because. Because I don't want anybody else to see it. And that's when I thought. Today, uh, when I was thinking about whether I wanted to talk about this or not, I think, okay, but all of us are Tom Hanks on some level, right? In fact, the fact that I saw that in the movie gave me strength. You know what I mean? Just the fact that I was able to see a movie where this guy who's a, who's a captain doesn't want to show in front of his men how much this has taken a toll on him. Just the fact that, 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 that Spielberg let me see the toll that it was taking on him without him having to show his men the toll that it was taking on him, that's what made me want to talk about this because I suspect all of us are, are Tom Hanks in, in that situation. I think all of us are sitting some, at some level or another relative to somebody or another. We're sitting there behind that rock Try not to let other people see how much this is taken out of us, and I think that's incredibly noble. And I think it's and I think it's 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 unbelievably admirable. And I didn't want to do this, and I don't want to do it now. But I realized that that, that part of what what we do is is in fact a lot of what we do is give people the sense that they're not alone in this, that they're not insane, that they're not weak, that they're not crazy, that they're not, you know. This whole thing, just the, just the, the Obama example, this whole thing is designed to divide us up and make us feel like we're all alone in this. And, and it takes a certain amount of courage to show people that, you, no, I'm not. I'm, no, this is not something that is uh, that I just shake off. I can't shake this off. This is this is this is the weapon. This is de- what it's designed to do. It's designed to make us crazy, and 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 it's working. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's it's rather infectious, ain't it? You know. And the thing is, you know, a lot of us don't know what it's like, you know, to wear the uniform and 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 serve in that capacity, be soldiers, 
you know, uh, out on the front lines getting shot at, you know, and uh, uh, instruments used designed to, you know, to, to take you apart. A lot of even a lot of even soldiers don't know what that's like. Um, so, you know, we don't want to look like or sound like, hey, you know, uh, we're going through this something that's going to cause PTSD or anything like that. But to maintain this kind of thing, to do your part on on, uh, you know, stateside, uh, trying to keep the morale, trying to do the job of promoting the truth, that does take a toll. It, it, it is taxing in its own way. Uh, like I said, you don't necessarily have to be. Uh, and like I said, that's a whole different category. You know, but for me, in the service of the Lord, the Lord speaks to us as as, as if we are military. Even when Israel was being led out of Egypt, they were led out as slaves, but God called them his army. I'm leading out my army. And when you're in a service, he talks to you like you're his army. Put on your helmet of truth. You got your helmet. You got your breastplate. You got your sword. You got your belt. These, these helmet and breastplates of truth and salvation, these things that you put on. So we're supposed to be armed up. And uh, and it's not just about going out there to arm people to just, you know, hey, we're the Salvation Army and we're here to like, you know, uh, to, to spread love and all that sort of stuff. It's like, yeah, sometimes love has to be dispatched, you know, with a little bit of elbow grease, you know, not for the sake of attacking, but to defend what people are bringing here. This thing that that is making us feel in prison. It's like a prison planet. And for all intents and purposes, it is. You know, as I've said before, this is earth. This is not heaven. There's a reason why the Lord said this is Adam's first job. It's like, yeah, you're going to tend the garden and you're going to ranch these animals and stuff like that. But make no mistake, your job is to take dominion. I expect you to subdue the earth because there was a lot of evil here. This is my garden where everything is nice. Outside of that, there is evil. Your job is to get out there as whoop its behind and bring it to jurisdiction. That's your job. So that's ours too, Bill. We still have that mandate. That's our job. It's a war, you know, and in this war, we it's you're going to be you're going to have those moments. David had those moments. Moses had those moments. You know, uh, all these these figures, the, the ones who were judges, Samson had these moments and he, he was a real knucklehead. But all these cats who paint the picture of Christ, Christ had his moment. You know, when he was like, man, don't you know who I am? It's like, do I got to do this again? Lazarus, bring your behind on out here. And he was crying. He's like, dude, you don't get who, after all I've done, you don't get who I am. You know, so it's like these people have made the model of understanding what it is that we're going to go through in this war of salvation. Because that's what we're talking about, ain't it, Bill? That's the thing that gets us frustrated. Man, how are we going to save this? And as I said before, we don't. It can't be saved. Why? Because it's already been saved. The Lord already saved it. Our job is to report the salvation has come. It's already been here. The problem is people reject the salvation. What do you do with that? And the Lord understands like, yeah, man, I get it. That's how it's going to be. They hated me first. They're going to hate you too. They're going to give you a whole bunch of problems. Why? Because you got the truth. You know? Yeah, they killed me for that. You know? Welcome to the war. Um. One of the first essays anybody ever sent me when I started writing Eject, Eject, Eject uh, was called, um, oh, I forgot what it was called, but it was about one of the prophets. It might have been Job. I'm not 100% sure, um, but the story basically is God calls this prophet to go to this place and, and, and preach the truth, and he says, yes, Lord, absolutely. And and then God says to him, um, is it Elijah? I don't remember who it was. You'll know. And then God says, but no one's going to listen to you. Jonah. 
I don't think it was Jonah. In any event, he says, no one's going to listen to you. And, and the guy says, the, the prophet says, well, then why am I going, essentially? And God says, because there is a remnant. That's the word, the remnant. That there is a small, small group of people who will hear you and they won't even know that they've heard you. But 10 years from then or 20 years from then, they'll have a thought that they thought was original, but you planted it there, that, this, that there's this small remnant, this, this core, this group of, of, of people who have this belief, and that's who you're going to be talking to. And they may not even know you're talking to them. They don't even know that they are the remnant. Um, but that's what, you, that's what you have to do. Um, I think, and, and I remember being so uh, struck by that. And, and the other thought that I had was that, you know, there was, I read the Civil War trilogy by Shelby Foote. I've read it, I don't know, three or four times now. It's a, each one of those is like 900 pages, three times. And Shelby Foote was talking about Confederate soldiers going into battle because Robert E. Lee was there. And he said, what, what kind of courage did it take for, for men to go into that kind of fire, you know? Just walk across a field, watch people just getting cut down like wheat, just blown mm. to pieces from artillery shells. Just what 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 did it take for somebody to basically walk across that field? And he said, and this is Shelby Foot speaking, he said, when you've got that guy on that horse sitting next to you, there's not a person alive who has the courage to say, No, sir, I'm not going. You know what I mean? Mm. That the courage to say, no, I'm not going. No one had that kind of moral courage. That, 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 the, that the, the moral courage to basically, that it took a much braver man not to go than to go. I know that sounds paradoxical, but some of you will understand that. When, when they were getting the Doolittle Raiders ready and they were going to launch four or five hours before they were supposed to, and it, would be, it went from being a very dangerous mission to a suicide mission. They asked some of these guys afterwards, how, how, you, how did you find the courage to go? And, and all of them said, we were scared out of our minds. None of us were so, but none of us had the courage to not go. None of us had the courage to tell our friends, no, you guys go ahead. I'm just going to sit this one. None of us were that brave. And I bring that up only for this reason, you know, it's like, I, I, I almost said I despise weakness. So why don't I just go with that? Because that was my first thought. And now here I am crying all these buckets about how sad things are and how tough my life is. And I thought, I despise the fact that I'm doing this. I hate it. I just, it, it, it makes me ashamed of myself talking about these things. And, and that's when I realized, but you have to have the moral courage, Bill, to talk about weakness and to talk about failure and to talk about despair because that's the one thing that people need more than leadership is they need to know that, that what they're feeling is not unique to them. And that's why I decided to, to, to go down this road today. I, it makes me ill. I mean, I really feel it. I feel it. Mm -hmm. 
I, it makes me ill to sit here and talk about how how much of a toll this is taking on me. It's it it, it feels weak and 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 whiny and selfish and 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 um all of those things. But then I just had this insight, this flash, like somebody's got to have the courage to say that I'm just out of courage right now. And and I don't know what to do about it. And I and I I don't know how to get out of this. And I don't know I I, I don't know I don't know what to do except talk to talk to my friend about it. Because you always make me feel better. And um and I have to do something to backwash this filter, pal. Because I'm getting less and less and less effective. And uh it's 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 costing me more and more and more energy to run slower and slower and slower. Mm. And this weight of of peop this weight that 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 I feel like if I don't just keep producing this stuff, then then everything's just gonna come apart. I know that this was the that this was the burden that my father's generation carried. Um that uh that my dad's generation was uh you know, your job is to provide for your family. That's what men do. And and that means you go to work. And if there's a lot of stress at work, well then have a scotch or two or three or five. But whatever you have to do to keep doing what you're doing, whatever you have to do to keep the bacon coming home and to make and to live up to your obligations to your family and your responsibilities that you have to your employees and all the rest of it, then that's what you have to do. And if it kills you, then that's that's an honorable way to go. But you don't get to just throw down you don't just say, yeah, I don't feel like doing it. You know, you gotta just you gotta just keep going. And I, I don't know how I'm not even saying I wanna get out of that. I'm just saying I don't know I don't know what to do to unhear the kind of things that I heard and 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 to unsee how deep this poison is being injected into everything. I don't know how to I don't know how to I, I I don't know how to ref I don't know how to backwash the filter. I don't know how to refresh myself. I don't know how to I don't know how to take a vacation from it. I don't know how to restore. I, I just I just am at that point, like I said, where I feel like, okay, this is it. This is what you do. You just keep going until you drop. And and I'm okay with that, but I don't I feel like there's more that I can be doing and should be doing and I'm not doing. Mm. If, if I, I want to say first, uh, I want to apologize for interjecting uh, J uh, Jonah in there where you, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't finish listening to what you were saying. No, and it's I, okay. And I, and I, I was be, asking you. Yeah, that was, I was asking you who it was. Yeah, and I, I didn't finish like listening to, to all the uh, uh, components you were putting in there. And, and I think that was very distracting, you know, for me to interject that. So uh, my apologies. But I wanted to talk about, uh, I mean, you're, 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 you know, man, you're, 
you talk about, yeah, a lot of what a lot of us are feeling. And uh, I, I like that meme, man. That meme is, uh, it goes something to the effect of, you know, as conservatives, we're not out there trying to convert people per se. We're basically saying what we're saying to let other people know that they're not alone. Um, you know, th and I think that's a big part of it is that we do need to kind of like uh, pull together and let people know what's going on with this. I mean, it's frustrating. You know, if I can give an example of frustration, you know, using myself, you know, when when people were talking about the quarantine and how COVID is and how how people are being made to uh, disappear and all that sort of stuff. And I say, like, man, I've been quarantined for over seven years. You know, I said this this I, I was one of the early targets. This stuff started hitting me back in 2011 as early as that. And then it we were at it. Yeah. So, go ahead. It's, and it really rammed home like at, at 2016. It, it just it just went full on and I became a ghost. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I know what it's like to be kept away from what it is that you're trying to do while people are you know upset because they're being made to stay home and all that sort of stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah. Um, welcome to the club. Uh, I know exactly what that's like. And uh, it's it's frustrating because you're just like trying to t tell people it's like, man, I've been trying to warn people about this for a long time. And it's like they're not listening. It's one of those things where they don't care about it until it starts happening to them. You know, and I can relate. I, I know exactly how that is. Um, you know, the thing is, you know, we, you mentioned, you know, uh, we get the victory, but we may not, you know, be alive to see it. Well, you know, that's the beauty of the Lord. And I want to say this really quick. You know, in that time, of of exile so to speak you know where i've been gone you know at the same time bill i wouldn't trade it for anything i've gotten to know no, me neither come I, i'm so glad you said that i am so glad you yeah. said that because it's not like this work is agony you know it's yeah. not like i hate every second of it. it's not that at all yeah i wouldn't trade it for anything mm -hmm. it's important i know it's important yeah i wouldn't and the reason is is bill i've gotten to know the lord in ways that i i never you know, like I said, I've, I've, I've spent my time where I was an agnostic and borderline atheist. Um, long story short, I got to cracking open the Bible for one reason or another, and I started reading, and I was like, man, this stuff is blowing my mind. I never thought these kind of mental gymnastics would ever be in there. And so to put this stuff together and to find out that's what the Lord expects us to do when it breaks down the word, he's telling you to calculate. You're supposed to add up who I am. And all every everything, all the, all the formula renders a certain product, and it's like, yeah, it always points to him. So... I found those things out and it's, it's, I needed it. You know, it's like, Zoe, would you really have paid attention if I was just go ahead and let you do what it is, what it was that you're doing? Go ahead and let you be the internet sensation that you were and all that sort of stuff. Would you have really taken the time to know me? And you're, you're sure you would have gained the whole world and lost your soul. You know, I don't want to lose my soul. As you said, Bill, you know, I wonder if we'll be alive to see it. Well, here's the thing in God. Yes. Yes. In God, everybody's going to see it. It doesn't matter if you've been dead for thousands of years. Everybody's going to see it. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess, even if they don't like it. Right. That's how it's going to be. It's like, look, oh, well, what kind of God? I mean, this is this is this is the guy I'm talking about. This is the guy who motivates me. This is the guy who motivates me. It's like because when you think about it, <clears throat> well, if everybody if that means that even people who don't believe are going to bow. No, no. Even people who don't believe are going to bow. Every even people who don't believe are going to confess. Well, what kind of God will make? Doesn't that violate their free will? No, because that's probably but for these people, that's the only way to get the, to show the proof. And even with the proof. And that's what we're frustrated by, Bill. People see the proof, but they still don't want to believe it. And God's like, hey, I've, you have witnesses, even though you don't believe I, God, the one that you say who is not have made you bow with the power of God, with the power of who I am and have made you confess with the power. I didn't want to do that, 
But that's the proof that you need. That's the proof that the person standing next to you need. In order to make this ruling work, I have to provide the empirical evidence that I, as God, have made you kneel and have confessed with your mouth. Even if you're biting a hole through your lip and drawing blood to not say it, you're going to say it. And everybody's going to be a witness to it. Oh, by the way, you're alive again. That's more proof for you. But even then, people are going to be like, yeah, I don't want to believe it. I want my own truth. Right? That's painful, man. You look at that. And you're like, what is wrong with you? And it's frustrating. Yeah. It's frustrating. It's like, dude, how do you look at the truth like this and say no? Man will do it. Men have done it. The angels did it. Right? Why? Because we want our own truth. And our own truth sucks. You know, we're trying to look at what's happening to the world in pursuit of our own truth. All it does is cause chaos. There's only one real truth, you know, and that's the thing where it's like I needed I needed that time. It's like, Lord, if you had to strip this away from me, fine. Now I can see it. Now I can renew my faith every day. We talk about being restored. That's what the Lord says, man. You got to renew your faith every day. Rest in me. Be restored. You face another day of this crap. This prison's plant, prison planet. Yeah, you're going to need help getting through it. This is a battlefield, right? And you're going to have to tra traverse this terrain. And it's going to suck. There's going to be casualties. There's going to be some heartache. There's going to be some losses. All that sort of stuff. This is war, right? And this is told to us from the beginning. This is a war of cosmic proportions. And maybe the thing is because the war is so big, people can't see the scale of it, you know, and they, and they can't relate it to a war. I assure you, yes, it is. I remember I ran into you at a uh, at an event. It was right around 2016, somewhere in that neighborhood. Ran into you at an event. I hadn't seen you for a while because we'd both been away from PJTV by that point. And you, I remember, this just needs to be said, I remember at our former employer, they told you that there was something that you couldn't talk about, and you basically told them to go pound sand, and I respected you so much for that. Uh, especially since we're fighting against this and have been for 10, 15 years now against this wall of, 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 of censorship. Somebody said, no, you're not, you're not talking about that. And you say, well, that's, then I'm not doing it. And, and I really, really admired that. I had a similar situation with them too, where they told me I had to apologize for something I didn't do. I didn't say, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to apologize for something that, that, that no one could possibly have taken seriously. I'm not going to do it. And but anyway, at this event I saw you at, and and I said, hey, so how are you, man? I haven't seen you in a long time. What are you doing now that you're not doing the videos? And you said, oh, I'm doing the videos all the time. Really? He said, yep. You're the fifteenth person in the last day or two, or at this event, who's asked me where I've been. I've been doing the same thing I've always been doing. It's just that I've been completely shut off. And I remember thinking. That's the cert that is the most certain way to destroy a person's soul, you know, is to not actually stop them, but to make them feel like that 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 voice has just been shut off. It's it's much worse than them actually censoring you, you know. If YouTube and and all these other people were actually blocking me, that'd be a lot less damaging than watching the views just continue to go down. You know, watching watching this perception of influence just decline over time, uh, because then you don't even have the you don't even have the um, the crutch, right? 
of, oh, well, I'm not, no one's seeing me because I'm censored. No, it's like they just keep turning us down, turning us down, turning us down, turning us down. That's speaking about us now. And, and it's designed to make you feel exactly how you feel, which is, okay, well, I guess my time is done. I guess this my worst, best work is behind me. I guess uh, I used to have some influence. I don't anymore. Uh, I'm not being asked to be on any of these shows. People who are friends of mine are not asked to, you know, no, you're just, you're just being kind of left behind. And, uh, and so here we are. And what's going to happen is the one thing that has to happen. You've had your moments. Uh, I'm having one of mine now. We go behind that rock and we have our quiet little breakdown and our hands are shaking and we can't control it and we don't want other people to see it, but that's our job. And then the next thing is tomorrow we're going to be here doing it again. And that's the thing that matters, right? What The, the reason Tom Hanks' character in that movie was so noble and so admirable and the reason you felt his loss so strongly was not because he went behind a rock and broke down and cried. It's because he went behind a rock and broke down and cried, and then he straightened himself up and got himself together, and then he went back out there and bought the Germans. And that's what we'll both be doing, you and me. Um, but if we're not willing to talk about the toll, then it will... Then, then the toll will take its toll. And the one thing I've gotten out of this from you, because I get so much out of these talks from you, is that it's not, and this is something my friend uh, who ended up being killed by this 10 years ago in February, since Andrew Breitbart died. Breitbart thought that if he didn't save the country, then it was his fault. And I feel that very strongly, very, very strongly. But what I've gotten from you is, it's not my job to convert people. It's God's job. It's, 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 it's beyond my power. My job is just to be the messenger as best as I can and, and to be the voice. And then, and then that's all I can do. And that's all I'm expected to do. And, and feeling that responsibility come off your shoulders helps an awful, awful lot. That it's not up to me or you or Andrew or anybody else to save this country or to convert people or change their minds is beyond our power. Our job is just to keep getting the message out there. And that's all we're expected to do. And, and, and so let's just keep doing that. There it is, man. I hope that folks listening to it, you know, who struggle with this, I hope they come to the same conclusion, just like you did. Our job is to, that's our job. Just promote the truth. The salvation, the, truth. Yeah, the salvation is already there. It's just the point of letting people know that it's here. And just keep going back and doing it until you can't do it anymore. That's right. So that's what we do. That'll do it for this cheerful edition of the, uh, of the Virtue Signal, which will be leading off on uh, Disney Plus for kids in the morning. Uh, it'll be animated versions of uh, Zoe and I talking about all this, and we'll have big eyes and you know, everything will seem much cooler. Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, I don't enjoy doing this, uh, this kind of thing, but from my experience, especially with the Stratosphere Lounge, I find that, that, the, the, that this is probably the most valuable thing we could do is to, is to let people know, you know, that, that what you're feeling and especially what you're feeling, you don't want to show anybody else is, uh, is pretty common and, and that the, the, 
the fight isn't about not getting wounded and the fight isn't about not taking the hits. The fight's about taking the hits and getting wounded then getting up again and going out and doing it some more. So that's what we'll be doing here. Uh, thanks to the members at BillWhittle.com, those few people who have stepped up and, and, and decided to pay money to keep these uh, messages coming. Uh, we are both, uh, both of us, so grateful that you give us a chance to do this thing that we're called to do and that we would simply go insane if we weren't able to do. And that's just keep, just keep fighting this fight and speaking the truth as best as we know how. And uh, neither Zoe or I would be able to do that if it hadn't been for the members at BillWhittle.com and specifically the people who joined almost exactly a year ago. We're recording this on November 5th, which was one year ago was the morning where we woke up and realized, oh, really? Funny. Donald Trump was leading by big margins in those five states when we went to bed. It's been quite a year. Uh, for Alfonso, Rachel, I'm Bill Whittle. Uh, thanks very much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on The Virtue Show.